Hello, friends, and welcome to Everyday Truth with Kurt Skelly. We're here to show that the Bible is relevant to your life every single day. We're so glad you joined us here for the conversation as we go verse by verse through the book of Jeremiah. Our series, The Hard Truth, is looking at this Old Testament prophet's messages of sorrow, judgment, and hope. Now, let's join Kurt for today's episode. Welcome back, my friends, to today's episode of Everyday Truth. So uh, thrilled and grateful that you would spend this time with me today and really, really uh, encouraged by the faithfulness of our listeners uh, all across the world. I've had the opportunity over the last uh, couple of days to talk to people from here and there, uh, different sides of the country that have said uh, graciously uh, how much the podcast has meant to them. And that really does mean a lot to me. I do hope that you'll continue to share the word. Uh, I believe that the word of God is so important that we ought to be in it every day. Hence our term, everyday truth. And if you could pass the word and get others involved, uh, that would be a, just a tremendous blessing. We are in Jeremiah chapter four. And yeah, you know, I'm not gonna lie. The, the book of Jeremiah, if we're not careful, can seem overly negative because it is a record of some of the messages Jeremiah preached to a backslidden nation. And so uh, it's important for us to keep all of this into context. And I think that the context of the Bible itself, the grand redemptive narrative of Scripture, is the fact that God is rescuing sinners. That's really the, the narrative of Scripture, that God rescues sinners, and he does, throw, he does so, so through Jesus, uh, and that's the, the focus of the Word of God. And then the book of Jeremiah really is dealing with that season in Judah's history, Israel's history, now called Judah, the southern two tribes, that God loves so much. They're his chosen people, and yet they have ignored him. They have ignored, they have ignored the worship of him. Uh, they have become hard-hearted to him. And God, as is his kind of modus operandi, instead of just judging them, and discarding them. God never discards his own, by the way. He warns them and loves them and has done this consistently. He shows them examples and he's slow to anger. He's long suffering. And yet with all of that, we must understand that our God is a consuming fire. And he that being often reproved, hardeneth his neck, shall suddenly be destroyed. And that without remedy. And uh, my spirit shall not always strive with man. And so let's keep in mind that the best time to get right with God was yesterday. The second best time is right now. And we ought not to delay our repentance. And Jeremiah preaches with that urgency. He preaches with that conviction and passion. And we're right in the middle of one of those messages here in Jeremiah chapter 4. Look at verse number three, where the Bible says, For thus saith the Lord to the men of Judah and Jerusalem, Break up your fallow ground. Fallow ground would refer to ground that perhaps was used in the past for fertile soil, for the growing of crops, but now has laid dormant. And because it is laid dormant, it has become hardened, 
It has become unusable. In some senses, it's now overgrown. And so in order for that ground to be usable again, it needs to be broken up. It needs to be turned over. It needs to be plowed up. Now, I don't need to have a degree in agricultural science to understand that an effective garden means that you have to till the soil. I think most of us understand that. So when Jeremiah says, by the word of the Lord, break up your fallow ground, that's obviously a metaphor for you have an an issue, and the issue is your hardened heart. That's the issue. Remember, Jesus spoke about ground in the parable of the sower in Matthew chapter 13. It's perhaps the most famous of the kingdom parables. And Jesus said in that parable that when a sower went forth to sow and cast his seed, that some seed fell by the wayside. That's the hard ground, the packed ground. Some fell among the thorns. Some fell among uh, on the stony ground. That's not in the right order. And then some fell on good ground. And the seed is the same. The seed is the word of God. The, The seed will grow based upon the receptivity, the receptiveness of the soil. That's the same illustration that Jeremiah is giving here. That if seed is to grow, if production is to be realized, then the ground is going to have to be dealt with. And the ground here is the heart of the people. So break up your fallow ground, it says in verse number three. And uh, sow not among the thorns. So more important than making the right decisions or turning over a new leaf or establishing new priorities is to make sure that your heart is right. Because if all we do is begin to do religious things again, begin on the outside to serve God again, ostensibly to show repentance by our works, but we're really not doing it from the heart, then all we're really doing is throwing seed on ground that's thorny, that hasn't been tilled, that hasn't been turned over, that hasn't been weeded. And all that's going to do is ultimately destroy the seed anyway. So the most important part about repentance, and here's kind of the bottom line, the most important part about repentance is dealing with your heart, turning it over, dealing with it. That's the hard work. That, that's the inside work. That's the preparatory work. And that's the illustration that Jeremiah is giving here in verse number three. Look at verse number four, which is a little bit more of a touchy illustration, but I'll give it because the Bible does. Circumcise yourselves to the Lord. Take away the foreskins of your heart, ye men of Judah and inhabitants of Jerusalem, lest my fury come forth like fire and burn that none can quench it because of the evil of your doings. So first illustration is the illustration of of ground, fallow ground. The second illustration that Jeremiah gives is that of circumcision. So obviously, I'm speaking to a mixed audience, but I think we're adult enough to understand what circumcision is and why it was important uh, to the people of God because it was an external symbol of the covenant of God. 
uh, th- you think, and I don't want to get too detailed here, obviously, but the point is that circumcision was a matter of God saying, you belong to me. You are my special people. And so circumcision would take place in a very private area of the, bi- uh, of the body, obviously. And a part of the body that spoke to reproduction, that spoke to the generations, that spoke to children and to the seed of, of, uh, to the seed of man in woman. So think about that. So circumcision was a symbol of God saying, you belong to me and your children belong to me. Uh, the country belongs to me. This is a unique covenant. And obviously circumcision is more than a surgical procedure. The, the idea behind circumcision here is that it's a heart issue. So in both illustrations, whether it be the ground or the circumcision, what God is saying is I'm not nearly as concerned about the outside as I am about the preparation part, the inside part, the first part, which is the heart. Come to God with your heart. So often in the Bible, God emphasizes that. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. And is your heart right with God? Uh, and, and, And he speaks to you and me today in the same language, the same language. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. Be afflicted and mourn and weep. Let your laughter return to mourning and your joy to heaviness. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord. That's James chapter four. And all of that is in the context of drawing nigh to God, coming back to God, getting close to God, inviting the presence of God back into our lives. So what is it in your heart today? that has hardened? What is it that used to be fruitful in your life? There, was, there were times of blessing in your life. There were times of, of commitment when your life and your family life was about serving God. But, but now, for whatever reason, the ground is hardened. You've forgotten that covenant. You've lost your way. Understand that it's, it's a hard thing to deal with our stubbornness. It's a difficult thing to admit that we have pride. But unless the ground is broken up, unless we return to the heartfelt commitment, covenant commitments uh, of God, there, there will be no future blessing. There will be no hope. So Jeremiah is giving two very well-known metaphors to these people, an agricultural metaphor. They lived in an agricultural society. And then a metaphor that dealt with the very covenant sign of their nation, circumcision, both in which Jeremiah said, come on, get your hearts right with God. I hope that's a a message that lands upon fertile soil in your heart today. And I hope that you'll take that to heart today. But that's all the time that we have for uh, our teaching for today. So we'll stop there in verse number four, and we'll jump into verse number five next episode. We'll try to move a little bit more quickly. Sorry about our pace, but I hope you'll join us for that. Have a great day in the Lord. God bless you, my friends. Thanks for taking time to listen. If you enjoy Everyday Truth, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast or share it with a friend. 
Until next time, God bless.